the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Mark Salem, Alan Salem, Kurt Rock from Kurt's Automotive, I-17 and Bell. We have some of our shops come as a guest because we want you to get to know them. We want you to uh, hear them speak and and uh, and hear how intelligent they are. But Kurt's here because his wife couldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fill-in today. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I'm glad you laugh at that because your wife's laughing at it right now. <laughs> but it, it is true that I am amazed um, of you and your wife stepping back into what was the 50s, the 60s, and the 70s with your thank yous of, of home-baked goods and rolls and stuff to people that uh, to, to patronize you for the first time. That that really means something. Um, it, it, but I'm going to ask you: Does it mean anything to the younger kids, or is it really the older ones that really recognize the effort, or well, is it even? Well, you would you you obviously would understand that the older people really appreciate and recognize the effort. But what's amazing is the the younger people are, are uh, very impressed by it too. So some of the old ways uh, still strike home with anybody. Yeah. It, it, it's just nice. It's just something that nobody else does. It's an extra effort. Um, and and I, I applaud the fact that your wife is the one that rings the doorbells because they recognize, they see you at the shop. Now they know who your wife is. Yeah. And when they see her, it's it's an opportunity for a conversation that they wouldn't have otherwise had. Well, so, and you know as good as I do, Mark, probably better than I do, that none of us are in business if it isn't for our good clients. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh boy. And so true. we are very happy to have good clients, and, and we all show it differently, but that's how we chose to show it. That yeah. is neat, though. That is yeah. really, really yeah. neat. Okay, another recall. Seven, or on 900,000 Chrysler, <laughs> Dodge, and Jeeps are being recalled for alternators that can fail and the heated powder power mirror wiring that can short and cause minor fires. Hmm. So on a 1 to 10 scale... Let's talk about the heated mirror issue. If there's a fire in the heated mirror, its chances are it's going to be in the doors. Yeah, it'd be in the door switch somewhere. Right. And once the fire starts and there's a ground a problem with power to ground, we're going to be losing a fuse or a circuit breaker or something like it that. It should pop quick. So the answer is is that if you have a 2011 through 2014 and uh, the ones right here, eleven the, to thirteen. Eleven to thirteen, and, and they're different. Okay. The so the uh, the alternators cover the eleven through fourteen uh, Jeep Grand Cherokees, Chrysler three hundreds, and Dodge Chargers with the three point six uh, liter V six engines. And then the second recall is the uh, power window, the heated power mirror wiring harness, and that's uh, two thousand eleven to two thousand thirteen Jeep Wranglers. 
Okay, water can find its way into the heated powder mirror wiring harness and cause corrosion. That's going to cause a short, cause a minor fire with smoke, as well as the sudden, sudden loss of the function of the mirror. <laughs> well, if it's if your car's on fire, I don't think anybody cares if the mirror works. <laughs> but I think what I want to convey to you is is that this is not something that you need to be worried about. Anybody who is who is fit enough to get in and out of a car is going to have plenty of time to pull off to the side of the road and get out of the car. Yeah. And I don't know about the rest of you, but if my car catches fire, the last thing I want is a bunch of people throwing fire fingers at it because, for one thing, I don't want the car back. No, no, it's time <laughs> to burn. <laughs> and if, they, if, you know, if the car is going to burn, it's going to burn. The last thing I want is, is I want somebody's insurance company saying, okay, we're going to put your car back together for you, Mr. Salem. Yeah. And after it's burned, I don't really want it back. No. The, metal, the, 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 the ability of the metal, to, uh, after it's heated in a fire, uh, of it to do its job is suspect at best. Yeah. Okay, uh, 602-508-0960. If you have a question or call, you're welcome to call us, 602-508-0960. And uh, let's see. Oh, brake fluid. You change in flush brake fluid? Yes. How do you test it? We have some litmus paper strips. Okay. And then do you also do moisture? Okay, moisture content is the new thing now. Oh. Okay, moisture content is a new thing, and it says that the short answer is that when brake fluid fails a couple of basic tests, it can no longer safely perform its vital functions. And the safe the tests are what you talk about, the litmus paste test, but also moisture. And we use a hydrometer for the moisture. And when the moisture gets up, it, it allows the brake fluid to no longer, any fluid is compressed it cannot be compressed so you take a gallon of water you can't make it as small as the head of a pin but you can take a gallon of air and compress it to the head of a pin with brake fluid the higher the moisture content the more compressible it is and obviously when you put five pounds of pressure on the brake pedal you want five pounds or more to each one of the wheels right but if we put a marshmallow in that circuit then all of a sudden it's spongy and that's where they come up with so they talk about brake fluid and when it's time to change it and uh, there are two answers when it's the time to change it follow the owner's manual exactly for instance the BMW requires a brake flush on service number two or you can test the brake fluid when it comes in most of us do that when we're doing brakes right when we check in the brake fluid and obviously if it's dirty then that has a lot to do with it the minimum boiling point on dot three and four is about 300 degrees so when you're coming down Pikes Peak in your motorhome and you're riding your brakes like a big dog, and the guy puts the gun on your front rotors and they're 700 degrees, then he already knows the fluid's well over 300. Yeah. He knows he's going to pull you off to the side of the road, and folks, when he pulls you off to the side of the road, he's saying, wait till the fluid turns from a vapor to a liquid so you can go on your yeah. way, because right now you're in really big trouble. Dot 5 goes to 356. So the difference between dot three and four and dot five and dot five is the sim what is that called silicon silica or um, silicon fluid yeah the new dot five is the silicon and there's actually a dot five and a five point one but you'll notice that it's three fifty six oh, Fahrenheit yeah, 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 on yeah, both yeah, of yeah. them you're right you're right so when you start talking about those kinds of things get your mic up close sorry all right dog and I'm going to tell you that one more time and then I'm going to throw you out. That's going to be the end of it. Copper ions are introduced into the brake system mostly from the breakdown of copper nickel brazing on the inside of the steel lines. That's your litmus tape. You're looking for copper, yeah. and the amount of copper in the brake fluid shows the deterioration. So you want to get that out and get new fluid in it, which now slows down the deterioration because yeah. the old fluid is, is eating up the inside. Let's get it out. Now, off the cuff, how many miles in between brake fluid? services in Arizona are you finding your customers 
I'm gonna I'm gonna guess it somewhere in the in the neighborhood of fifty. And I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. And usually, I'm telling folks we we probably won't do it on your first break job, which is thirty thirty five thousand. Yeah. But we're certainly going to do it on the next break yeah. job, which is your rears that are going to go at fifty yeah. or so. So I'm with you at about every fifty thousand miles, and especially when the brake fluid has that coffee color to yeah. it, and the litmus tape test it fails and then the boiling point is well over two percent of moisture then it's time to change the brake fluid all right this portion speaking of brake fluid which has nothing to do with transmissions this portion of under the hood is brought to you by quality transmission they want you to remember that transmission shops can't tell you what's wrong with your car over the phone They, they need to drive the car and that's what quality does so well quality transmission will talk with you and they'll drive your car with you and they want you to demonstrate the problem and then they want you to teach them how to get the problem to happen. Once you teach them how to get the problem to happen, then they are halfway through the diagnostic process, and at that point you haven't spent a dime. They are going to talk with you and drive your car for free. It's worth the drive. They've been around a very long time. They're located on McClintock, north of University, but south of the 202. So they're accessible from the 101 or the 202, and they're in the northeast quadrant of the city of Tempe, which is where the 101 and the 202 meet. So they're easily accessible from just about anywhere, any place in the valley. That's quality transmission on McClintock, north of University in Tempe. What else have we got to talk about? You got anything on your mind? That we can talk about cars. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we talk if we talk about our trucks, we're only going to talk about one brand, and that wouldn't be good. Well, yeah, yeah, folks. He, what he's alluding to is is the three of us that sit here today all drive Dodges. Actually, four of them. He he four? has one too. Yeah, he Eric just told me. Oh six, I think you said said right. Five. Oh five. Okay, and yours is an oh what? Oh three with four hundred thousand on it. Four hundred thousand, and he and you've not done any major motor work. None at all, and I just got back from Durango two weeks ago pulling my fifth wheel. And and how much are you loaded, both truck and trailer? What do you well, weigh? what's a Alan? What's a three quarter ton four wheel drive weigh? Oh, that'd be a question for him. Eighty five hundred. Oh, eighty five. Okay, my trailer's yeah. about ten five. So twenty thousand. Yeah. And and I think uh, your three quarter ton has a gross combined weight. That's an important thing. Gross vehicle GVWR is mm. different than GCWR. Right. GC is only available in your owner's manual, but I'm pretty sure you're twenty six thousand. So you're not quite at the twenty six. No, 000 I should mark. be light. You uh, should be a little yeah. light. Yours will pull way more than mine. Well, <laughs> y- yeah, yeah, but the, it, it's still twenty six because after twenty six, you you almost need a commercial license. Yeah, twenty six oh one is CDL, I believe. Right. Unless now I have a Volvo, and if the the truck is mine, the trailer is mine, and the load is mine, and then it says private RV on it. Mm-hmm. And then that's that means I don't have to have a CDL, but I'm not hauling commercially. That's where the line's right. drawn. Right. Now there's lots of guys out there on my way up and down Payson. Um, I see these guys with three quarter ton trucks with three axle toy boxes. Yeah, toy dollars. Yeah. And I, and I know that they're they're way overloaded. Mm-hmm. They're not even close to being legal, and yeah. because they're sitting there at thirty thousand pounds, depending on how they've loaded that toy box. Yeah. Is it a toy hauler? Toy hauler, yeah. Toy hauler. yeah. Now, I'll tell you something. They, a lot of the guys, I've had, I had two buddies on the way to the dunes last year. They're cracking down on that big time. In California? Cal- California, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was one they made him park his trailer and said, you can't, you, you know, you, you need to come back with something bigger, Tony. That's so, unbelievable. Yeah. What did you say, Jeremy? Dan. Got to call her Dan. Hey, Dan. Good morning to you, buddy. What can we do for you? Morning. I got a question. I'm looking for a high-end, high-quality upholstery shop. Oh, in yeah. the greater Phoenix area. I've got a 10-year-old car, and what I want to do is redo uh, the driver's seat. 
and you want to match it to the rest of the car. Well, no, it's, the leather is in good shape, but it just needs to be rebuilt. It's starting to get, you know, the curvature okay. and stuff like that. All right, I would use Ken at Top Notch Upholstery in Mesa because if the leather's good, what you want someone to do is take the, the seat cover off of it and rebuild the foundation of the seat. Right. And I, I Now, wherever you go, you're going to walk around the shop and you're going to look at some of the work in progress. Right. And you're going to want to see the before and after on some of the pictures that they all take. Right. But Ken is the one that I had that did my motorcycle seat. Um, my wife, she needed padding like 10 feet tall. I don't know what the heck the deal is. But, I, and he also worked on my seat, too. But he, but we use him for that kind of thing, especially if we tear up a seat, right. and uh, like a leather seat, when we get in with a screwdriver in our pocket, which we're not supposed to do, well, then we'll buy the seat cover from the manufacturer, and then we'll have Ken stick it on the seat for us. And he's he's really good with those hog uh, hog ring pliers and making it fit yeah. and, and pulling it tight. That would be mine. Do you have one up north? I don't have one that I would say is a high-end, high-end. I have one that I used a couple times, and I can't remember the name of it. It's on 19th Avenue. And? Uh, just north of Peoria. I'm thinking it's Craig's Upholstery or something. Okay. That he done a, a, I had some special stuff on a lightning I was doing. He'd done some really good work on Okay. And, 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 and it's worth it. I don't know. What, what part of town are you in? I'm in Anthem. Oh, you're way north. Yeah, well, yeah. that that'd be close to you, 19th Avenue. Yeah, if if they want to uh, give a call to to the shop and, and ask for me on Monday, I'll get him a number of that guy that done real good. I I just don't recall off the top of my head addresses or anything. Okay, like that's that. Kurtz Auto Repair, which is I-17 in Bell, and Kurtz is spelled with a C. Kurtz Auto Repair, and if you'll okay. call Kurtz, he'll he'll guide you to somebody. Yeah. yeah. You you know the. There's a place in Scottsdale that I used. Um, I took the sleeper out of my big truck, and I had a wraparound RV couch put in. And before I went, well, when I went there, before I gave him the job, I wanted to walk around his area where uh -huh. he was working. He had some high-end boats in there that he was doing some interiors on. And when I saw the work that he did, I said to myself, wow. Yeah. And then I expected it to cost an arm and a leg, and in fact, it cost an easy 25% less than I was thought I was going to pay yeah. to do the wraparound dinette in the yeah. back of the big truck. Yeah. So now as you walk in, there's two front seats, but then you have this wraparound dinette with cup holders and a table that sits in the floor, and it's a pretty fancy thing. Plus, the dogs love it because they yeah. can sit up on the top of the... So, um, and, and I don't know how to pronounce that. Palacio. Palacios? Palacios. Palacios. Yeah, Palacios. And they're on Scottsdale Road and Oak, somewhere around there, but they're really good. Those are the people we did, but yeah. Anthem, you, you need to call Kurtz. Thank you very much, Dan. Thank you for bringing that up. We'll be right back right after this. The phone number, real quick, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Bill Bennett thinks when it comes to war, the president should turn to the experts. When you're talking about a military strategy and not having one, and then you get this whole parade of generals saying, you know, yeah, you can't be sure you're not going to need boots on the ground, and there already are boots on the ground. The president gets to decide. My argument would be he should listen to the generals when the question is, how do you defeat an enemy? Bill Bennett's Morning in America, weekday mornings at 3, right before Mike Gallagher at 6, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. DNB Auto has been providing honest, quality work at a fair price for the past 20 years. The owners, Dan and Betsy Glauber, have been at the same location for all of those 20 years. They are located at the southwest corner of 27th Avenue and Maryland. 
people go to DNV Auto because they have been referred by other happy customers who say they will not take their vehicles anywhere else. They have been on Mark Salem's best car repair shops list for years. DNV Auto is a member of the BBB, ASA, and have ASE certified technicians. They work on both foreign and domestic vehicles. If you live anywhere near 27th Avenue in Maryland, give them a call at 602-249-2103. They will even give you a ride to and from your home or office. DNB Auto has been providing honest, quality work at a fair price for the past 20 years. The owners have been at the same location for all of those 20 years. Give them a call at 602-249-2103. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday, David Mayer Levy returns to discuss the ongoing crisis in Iraq and Syria and Iran's continuing development of atomic weapons and its effect on Israel and the United States. Please spread the word about this very important show. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. The Hugh Hewitt Show. I went to the physical therapist today because it turns out going on a cruise ship and getting on a catamaran is actually very bad for uh, piliformis syndrome or whatever that thing is called that I've got. And so uh, cortisone is in my future. Let me just put it that way. But I am getting worked on by the physical therapist. And he's hurting me because physical therapists are physical therapists. And so in the middle of his hurting me, you know what he says to me? He said, you know what the best part of your show is? I said, what? I'm thinking he's going to say Mark Stein or your interviews. He says, the half hour after Friday show when Dwayne talks to Lila. Now, that's actually not part of the show. That's the after show that is available only to subscribers of the universe. But I realized at that moment, it dawned on me, that producer Dwayne has been organizing a coup in the after show. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Afternoons at 3, right before Mark Levin at 6. On Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Welcome back to The Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, couch purring, bed leaping, and of course, companionship. Wonderful. And what breed would you say Nico is? I'd have to go with a tabbyish Persian kind of mix. Tremendous cat. I'd also like to point out her coat's wonderful mix of colors. Is it black, gray, gray, black, brown? Somewhere in between. Indeed. You know, it's always special when we get to see a cat like this. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And how she's so incredibly cute in her indifference to commands. A strong-willed feline. Ah, and see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. I know. Fantastic cat. Fantastic indeed. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit the shelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Art Council. The mechanic raised up from under my hood and he shook his head and said, this ain't good. The timing belt's done shrunk one size too small. Welcome back, everybody. 22 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. Kurt Rock here from Kurt's Automotive sitting here next to me. Alan sitting next to me. And my name is Mark Salem, and we're here to help you with your car question or car problem. And no one's on the lines right now. Five lines open, 602-508-0960. Oh, we have one line popping right now, and Jim's on the line. But right now, 602-508-0960. We've got four lines open, and there's a good chance you'll get one. But let's go talk to Jim. Jim, good morning to you. How can we help you? I've got a 2007 Colorado 
that I've had a map sensor issue with. Uh, the map sensor has been replaced more than once. And right now, I'm not getting a map sensor code, but I have a real rough idle, and I get a random miss code. If I disconnect the electrical connector off the map sensor, the idle smooths right out. It runs fine, but obviously I get a map sensor code. Any ideas of what that could be? Give Eric your headset. Um, we're we're going we're gonna to challenge the young buck because I already know what's wrong with it. Oh, this is okay. good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, Eric is one of the master techs that works for Kurt. I think he's also married to Kurt's daughter. That really is a dumb thing to do. <laughs> right? You know what well, I'm saying? Well, I was, I was dating, and he asked me to say, hey, if you're going to at least marry her, at least work for me so I know she's got a good... Oh, is that what he said? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well then, you know, um, my son-in-law, I pay him one hundred twenty-five thousand a year. Mark, I need to go have a Mark, talk. Mark. <laughs> oh, Kurt, Kurt, I'm sorry, Kurt. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Oh, okay, Buck. Um, he, he's got an 07 Colorado, and and you heard what he said. Yeah. What, um, what do you think? What would make the most sense to me is he's got a crack in an intake runner or something where it's going to skew the signal, so lean it out on one side. When you unplug the map, it goes into default and delivers the same fuel that is so awesome no you're right you're right you're right that is awesome i got goosebumps look at (laughs) first of all the real key he just glossed right over it oh i just disconnected it runs better duh that means everything to us (laughs) so so i'm i'm gonna say that you're you're 50 percent right that there's a problem with the signal but but i think what the signal is is that the port's plugged with carbon it has no signal it, and, and so if he were to go and to take the port where the map sensor goes to or take the hose off the map sensor, he's not going to have vacuum intake vacuum there. He's not going to have manifold vacuum there. He's not going to have what, – what should he have? Yeah, he should How have – How many map, inches? Uh, sitting there idling about 16 to 17. Bingo. That's exactly what I would have said 16 to 18. So 16 to 18 inches of vacuum, and then when he throttles it quick, ta-ta, then it should go to zero and flop right back. Yeah. I bet it doesn't. So and, – and, and he also said, I've changed it numerous times. Right. Yep. Which means it's not the math sensor. So, so Jim, the the bottom line is is that the signal to the math sensor in your in your 07 Colorado is contaminated. So either the line is collapsed, the line has a hole in it, the intake has a bad runner, or something like that. But I want you to disconnect the vacuum line when it's idling, and I want you to put a vacuum gauge on there, and it better I've be 16 that. or 18. You got 16, I've done 18. That, and it's running around 15 or 16. Okay. And when you snap the throttle, does it instantaneously go to zero and flap back to 15? I haven't tried that. That will tell you if there's a plug in the air. And what you're going to do is shine your light. You're going to follow that hose to the intake port, and you're going to shine your flashlight inside there, and you're going to find out that there's nothing but what would effectively be a couple of horse hairs that go through that carbon. So you can have the appropriate vacuum, but when you throttle it up, the needle's not going to move because you're you're t- you're taking that vacuum and you're you're filtering it down to the the diameter of two needles. So you need to clean that port out, or, or the hose is defective. And if you find a soft spot in the hose, if you look at it, you'll oftentimes see it split and it's sucking air there, which contaminates the signal. But it doesn't have a hose; it plugs right into. Uh, I'm not sure what you'd call it. It's uh but there's no hose connecting to the... That one bolts right to the manifold on that one? Yeah. Well, yeah. you got to take it off the manifold and look down inside there because the, there's you're contaminated. Now, what you could do is you could tee off the PCV valve mm-hmm. hose, 
that will give you the same vacuum signal. You could just plug off that manifold. Then you run a hose, you tee the vacuum line to the PCV and run it to the map sensor. And I'll bet that cleans it up, and that'll be that'll confirm that the signal's defective. It's not the sensor. It's okay, the signal. Great. Good no, luck did, to you. When I when I change the sensor, I I use aftermarket sensors from you know the the local uh, auto parts store, and they didn't. They gave me different results, and when I finally went to a, a, an original one, a Delco one, then I got rid of the code, but it still had the rough idle. But yeah, okay. thanks for the help. All right, all right. When it comes to, um, you, you can't really come to the conclusion that the aftermarket's different than the Delco unless you have a scanner and can see the voltage coming off. Okay, well, that's, that's what I watched. Okay, you watched the voltage coming off. All right. Well, what was it when it was lean? Give me the parameters of of when it's lean. And what was it when it was rich? Well, when it was, I, I don't know uh, lean and rich. I know when it was idling, the Delco one, if I remember, and it's been a while since I actually looked at the voltages, so I may have this wrong. But the Delco one, it seemed, was, uh, well, first of all, there's a test you can run on the map sensor that you apply vacuum to it, and it tells you what the voltage is. Okay, well, let me just save you the time, okay? It's a one to five volt signal. Low is right. lean, high is rich. Okay. Right. So when when we're when I make it, the engine run rich, then I better see a, a four or a five, a four point something up to a five point oh. And when it when it runs lean, then I and I pull a vacuum line off of the brake booster and make the son of a gun run lean. Then I better see a one point one, one point two, one point three. Okay. Yeah. So if in order to, to to test your idea about aftermarket versus AC Delco, which is what I'm arguing with then yeah. you have to plug those two sensors into the same source at the same time and read both of their their parameters and yeah. and 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 in reality again AC Delco doesn't make their own map sensors they're made by standard ignition or something else yeah and oftentimes yeah. the variable is in the car um and and your exhaust could be plugged up which is going to contaminate the vacuum but i don't know that a, a map sensor is going to cause a rough idle would you agree eric i yeah it would rough running across the board yeah if just idle unless you're not getting the signal to it that's the only problem but the absence of vacuum would be a lean condition and that could give him a rough idle yeah. but it would also give him a low power rough problem all the way through the rpm range because yeah. the absence of vacuum would do that yeah. so when we come back we'll talk about it more but thank you for calling jim 602-508-0960 anybody else 602-508-0960 kurt from kurt's automotive is here Eric, his service, uh, his main service guy, Alan, sit next to me. My name is Mark Sitton. We'll be right back. Not all repair shops are the same. Mark knows the best shops, and two of them have just been presented the Better Business Bureau's International Torch Award for Business Ethics, Tony's Auto Service Center, and 25th Street Automotive. That's nothing short of amazing. These two shops know cars, but they care about the families they serve, our community, and the environment. They hire the best and stand behind their work with an ironclad warranty. Mention this announcement and receive a special discount on your first visit. For Tony's Auto Service Center at 56th Street and Thomas, call 480-945-7788 or go to Tony'sAutoServiceCenter.com. That's Tony'sAutoServiceCenter.com. And for 25th Street Automotive at Indian School and 25th Street, call 602-955-2637 or go to 25thstreetautomotive.com. That's 25thstreetautomotive.com. Either way, definitely two shops you can trust to do what's right. 
Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Arizona Business Leaders Magazine is hosting the Mixer of the Year to honor 500 of the state's most dynamic business leaders. Get your tickets now for this incredible networking opportunity on October 30th at the Monalacia Resort. Secure your spot to hear Phoenix Mayor Greg Stanton deliver the keynote address and to meet and mingle with the best and brightest Arizona business leaders at the Monalacia Resort on Thursday, October 30th. To purchase tickets, go to azbigmedia.com, azbigmedia.com. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, tail-wagging, backyard-hanging, and, of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish terrier-hound chihuahua-looking kind of mix. Tremendous dog. Mm, I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring, a white, gray, brown, black brindle, simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face lick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Hey, there's my son. Hey, Dad. Um, what's wrong with your voice? There is nothing wrong with my voice. Well, it's just sort of... Hello, Dad. Susan? Guys, I think it's about time to get in the car and maybe see some green things. What are these green things you speak of? This weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. On the road again. On the road again. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Mark Salem here. And our phone number is 602-508-0960. If you have a car question or car problem or if you have a dilemma with your car, then I think we can help you. Kurt Rock is here. Eric, his master tech uh, number right-hand man and son-in-law. And then my son, Alan, is here, who's a diesel maintenance expert and a tire guy. And so if you uh, have a question uh, about tires, we can help you. Now, Alan can handle the... the um, Upsizing of plus, tires. Oh, well, what? Mike, plus sizing. 
plus sizing. It's called plus sizing. And I can handle the maintenance and the diagnosis of what it looks like after it's blown up, that kind of stuff, and what caused it. So 602-508-0960. And I want to talk to you real quick about a great shop um, up near you, as a matter of fact, yeah. quite a ways north of you at I-17 in Deer Valley is Action Auto. Good guy. Tom at Action Auto, and this is a competitor of his. Th- these two guys are friends, and they're, they, they actually are how many miles apart? About three or four miles straight four. up the freeway. Right. So one of them's on the northwest corner of Deer Valley, and and Kurt is on the northeast corner of Bell on the I-17. But they're buddies. But Tom at Action Auto is a family-run operation, just like Kurt's, auto repair shop that served the Deer Valley and North Phoenix area since 1983. Tom and his team strive to provide the best automotive service and repair experience possible. They have ASE master certified technicians, and they get the job done right. And they want you to know as car owners what they're doing and why so that you can make informed decisions. And what Tom says that I like is is we're not going to make up a maintenance schedule that takes your money and puts it in our pocket unnecessarily. We're going to follow the owner's manual, and I like that. So Action Auto, again, it's on the northwest corner of Deer Valley and I-17. Alrighty, who did we have? Do we have anybody? Jerry, good morning to you. How can we help you? Good morning, Mark. Um, how are we doing? Good, good, good. Thank you for asking. Good. Uh, I've got a Dodge Intrepid. It's an O2. Uh, it's my daughter's car. And the problem is the Prindle yeah. and the mileage and the radio, every now and again when she's driving it, will come on really bright and then turn off and go back to normal. Um, and now the Prindle, folks, what he's talking about, and, and that's that's a pretty technical term. Yeah, that's something. <laughs> All right. The Prindle is the little window on your car that says park, reverse, neutral, drive, low. If you pronounce that phonetically, it's called the Prindle. So he's saying that the shift selector uh, window, along with a couple of other windows, goes real bright. Okay. Yeah. Mr. Master Tech, Eric. <laughs> well, the key is, is he says the Dodge. Dodge is the only one that changes the brightness of those separately than the instrument panel. Okay. So probably his rheostat for the dash brightness is starting to make intermittent contacts. Okay. So do you know where the the knob is that changes the brightness of your uh, of your dash panel? Yeah. Okay. I want you to move it to the left or the right a, a click or two and see if we can change the way that happens. All I'm looking for is change. If you say, Mark, if I'd roll it, you know, from 12 o'clock to 10 o'clock on the knob, then the problem stops. But if I move it back to where it was, then the problem is there. I know, and like Eric has already said, that the rheostat is bad. But we want it. We want you to help us diagnose this. And what we want to hear from you is one of two things: I can make it go away or get worse by messing with the knob, or I can't make it go ahead, get better, or get worse with the knob. Now, the diagnostic money he would spend, or that he would spend for you to figure that out, um, what's he going to save if he walks in and says that to you? A dollar-wise, just parameters. 50? 50 yeah, yeah. Easy we, 50. If, if you give me an area to go into or tell me how you can make it do it, I don't have to chase my tail for half an hour trying to figure out how to make it do it. Right, right. So the more information you give us, but 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 I we're all shaking our heads in this room right now. If you can tell us that you can change it for the better or worse by moving the knob around, then we are 85 to 90% sure that the rheostat is bad. 
and then you would just replace the rheostat, which is attached to the knob you're talking about. Does that make sense? Uh, that makes sense. Uh, the only problem is it's very intermittent. You can't tell me when it's going to happen. I mean, there's no way I can make it happen. Well, I understand, but if you move the knob around a little bit, we're well, hoping that it goes away completely, or it gets okay. worse, and now it's an everyday thing. So okay. by moving that knob around, we're going to either make it worse or make it better, but we're just looking for change to focus on that knob. Okay. All right, I good luck. You. Thanks, Jerry. And Steve, you're up next. How can we help you? I hope everybody's doing well. Um, Thank you. I, I appreciate Alan's uh, help with me and my fifth wheel earlier in the week. Uh, with getting the proper uh, tire size and load range under this big monster. I helped him do that. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. Well, the other thing to throw out there, too, is Alan's much nicer to me when he hears what I'm towing my fifth wheel with. with. I, I don't see him turning his nose up over the phone over my poor old 97 F-250 with the 7.3 power stroke. I can explain he, that. I can explain that. The reason why Alan embraces you is because he makes millions of dollars a year every year working on Fords. He needs friends like you. Okay? He, he, he is hugging you and he's he's rubbing your legs. He's doing all that stuff so he can have your Ford business. Did you have anyway, you to I have to I have to tell you, um, these are the original tires under this Montana. And the, even the manufacturer going over the right way to calculate load range barely covered this coach with an empty weight. Okay. And I want to ask Alan something. Uh -oh. Who who taught you everything you know about load and tires? <laughs> What's his name? You did on 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 the on the load on tires. Yes. Okay, I just wanted to clarify that because it's the guy with the gray hair. Now, one other thing, and we're sharing a microphone here. You had a question you wanted to ask him on the oh, follow-up. Well, I had never heard back. You, you obviously got my text then. Yeah, I got, I got everything, and I have to tell you, the boys at S and S. Okay. I guess I'm giving them a plug. Okay. Uh, are going to accommodate me, and okay. they will, they will actually order my tires without me having to come in and pay for the tires first. Okay. As one of the big national companies. When I pulled my coach up and said, this is what I need, while well, we need to order the tires, can you pay for them now? Good. So I, that's why I'm throwing my business to uh, the boys at s &M. No and problem. I appreciate hey. your help. And no problem. And as a professional motor coach driver, when I'm on the road, it just scares me when I see these half-ton crew cab extended cab trucks pulling these monster triaxle toy haulers. And I know they don't have the right tires, and I'm just waiting for them to pop as no. I pass them. You're, you're, you're exactly right. Let me, let me tell you about my new Dodge truck. My new Dodge truck has a, a front axle and a rear axle that equals about 16,000 pounds. Yeah. I have 30,000 pounds of tires underneath it. Yeah, that's, that's I have good. I have six 5,000-pound tires. So each tire can carry 5,000 pounds. So six times five is 30,000 yeah. pounds of rubber. And Alan said, Dad, I think that's an overkill. And I said, Son, I'm too damn old to be changing <laughs> tires. <laughs> I want to be safe. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back right after this. All right. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Steve. Thank you very much. 
Twitter can get confusing and congested with lots of stuff you don't need or want. So let 960 The Patriots tweets that matter vet out all the chirping. We follow the important names and only retweet the information that you want to know about. Get commentary on and retweets from the likes of Mark Levin, Fox News, and Breitbart, and all of your local politicians and national pundits. We do the legwork, and all you have to do is follow us on Twitter today. Twitter.com slash 960ThePatriot. Hi, I'm Dan Davis, and I want to introduce you to Bob Jones and my friends at Quality Transmission Service. A lot of people are hanging on to their cars to save money, but driving an older car means you'll eventually need repairs. If it's a bad transmission, you could be left stranded, and that's a pretty helpless feeling. But help is a phone call away. Quality Transmission is family-owned and operated and has been serving the Valley since 1977. Bob is all about quality, and he's been doing the right thing his entire life. Eagle Scout, two tours of Vietnam, and the very first winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. At Quality Transmission Service, every overhaul transmission comes with a two-year, 24,000-mile nationwide warranty. Quality Transmission is AAA approved, rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau, and is a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix. So for all your automotive transmission needs, call Quality Transmission Service. Quality Transmission Service, getting you back on the road. Health Markets Insurance Agency is the DBA of Insphere Insurance Solutions Incorporated, licensed in all states. Service and product availability varies. Agents may be compensated based on your enrollment. Hi, Louise. I'm on my way over now. Sorry, I lost track of the time. I'm a bit flustered. It's time to enroll in my Medicare plan, and there are so many options. Do what Ed and I did. Call Health Markets. Health Markets? They helped us find the right plan at rates we could afford, and it's a free service. They were wonderful, but you need to call them before the enrollment deadline expires on December 7th. Medicare enrollment is open, but there is a deadline. Don't struggle to find the right plan. At Health Markets, we'll research thousands of plans from leading companies for the right coverage on your budget, and we'll do it for free. In the past three years, Health Markets Insurance Agency has enrolled Americans in over 1 million insurance policies. So use our free service and call 800-614-9606 for a free consultation with a Health Markets licensed agent. That's 800-614-9606. 800-614-9606. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a free cursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria. And at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Be sure to check out The Patriot's listener deals. Shop online and save big on quality items and services. Visit 960thepatriot.com and click on the listener deals banner. 960 The Patriot. 
Welcome back, everybody. 46 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. This is our last segment. The lines are wide open, 602-508-0960. Jeremy, the lines are wide open, and no one's waiting, right? Jeremy. Wake up, Jeremy. Jeremy, please talk to me, Jeremy. Sorry, guys. What would you say? Is anybody on the lines? That's nah, all clear right now, you know, guys. Does your wife know that you spend so much time with that girl? Uh, you weren't supposed to. Uh, that, oh, we'll talk about this after. Okay, okay, Jeremy. Okay, all right. You remember me over here? <laughs> I'm just teasing you. Well played, sir. Well played. I know. I'm just teasing you. Okay, tire expiration. Are you doing anything about tire expiration? Well, I've got to be honest with you, Mark. We don't sell tires. Okay. So we have a lot of opinions based on very little knowledge. All right. Uh, let me no, uh, uh, let me just narrow it down for you. Okay. Our industry's been talking about retiring tires right. or expiring tires right. for 25 years. Just recently, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration said we're not going to make a ruling. Okay. So they're not going to get involved. No. And here's the deal. The tire guys want an expiration on tires because they're going to sell more tires. It's a estimated between 25 and 50% more tires. So if we had the opportunity to increase our business 25 to 50% by telling everybody that the tires are going to expire in six years, we'd probably take a shot at it. Yeah. Okay. On the other side of the same coin is the lawyers. Tires yeah. are a big deal. Yeah. There's millions and millions of dollars of claims paid for a tire that blows. Now, here's the deal, and the deal is is that the overwhelming majority of the industry, now we're talking about car makers, car dealers, the independents, the shops, the discount tires, everybody. We all agree that about five years we need to have annual inspections. Right. People like Toyota and some of the car makers use words like certified tire expert, but no one describes him or her job or the process to determine your tires are okay. They don't even they don't even have anything. They just yeah. they they call this person a certified tire expert, but they don't say what kind of certifications they have, what what they should be doing, what they should be looking at, nothing. Everybody then moves on to seven to ten years the tire should go away. Yeah. Okay. Discount tire and I, I think the world of discount yeah, tire. They're good people. Oh man, I'll tell you what. I, I could tell you stories about where they, they made decisions that I wouldn't have made just because they're good Christian people. Right. Discount Tire says in their website, we're not touching your 10-year-old tire. We're not going to rotate it. We're not going to air it. We're not going to do anything. We're not mad at you, but the liability is too great. Right. So we have decided that we are going to start writing down on the customer's file their DOT dates every time they come in. That way we can let them know. We're going to take the same opinion. We're not touching your 10-year-old tire. We're not going to rotate it. We're not going to air it up. We're not going to do anything. If it's 10 years old, we're not touching it. Because here's the deal. Not too long ago, somebody mounts and bounces four used tires. Two and a half years after they do the tires, the tire blows. One of the tires blows, and four people die. The The expected verdict is in the multi, multi, multi-million dollars. Big time. And the shops that is the, is the one that's going to take the beating. Now, most of us only have a million to five million dollars worth of coverage. Yeah. So, if they hit us for twenty or thirty or forty or fifty million dollars, we're done. Yeah, they're going to take your house and everything else. <clears throat> so, there is an exposure and a risk. So, our policy is this: we're going to let you know when your tires expire. We're going to let you know in writing on your work order, so that you know. And if it's a ten-year-old tire, we're not touching it. We're not going to touch the tire. We're just going to tell you about it. And we're going to have you sign off in the work order so that you can't say you didn't know. Now, as far as everybody else is concerned, 
I think you'll agree that most of our customers and most of us, we're going to be driving between 10 and 15,000 miles a year. So we're really going to be putting new tires on every three or four years. Yeah. This is for Grandma who lives in Ahwatukee or Sun City, who does 3,000 miles a year on her Honda Accord, who has the car 10, 12, 13 years and has the original tires on Right. That's who we're talking about. We're also talking about RVs. RVs is a different animal altogether. And the idea is is that the RVs are going to cause problems as well. Go ahead. I'll t- Stop hitting me. I was on my way to look at some horses in Texas, and I took the motor home. I told Alan before I left, put new tires on the front of it. He says, you need tires all the way around it. And I said, no, they're fine. He goes, no, Dad. He says, they're eight years old. Yeah. I said, son, just put the two front tires on it. So he does. We're on our way back just outside of El Paso. My wife somehow pops one of the outer duels. <laughs> <laughs> I think she threw something out the window that caused the tire to explode. Probably hit a rock. Well, I don't know what yeah. she did. But but nevertheless, it it wipes out the whole side of the duels and the motor motor and everything else. And the hardest call I had to make in my life was that next morning when I called someone at the shop and said, tell Alan to order me four more new tires <laughs> for the back of the motorhome. <laughs> And he had a big card that said, I told you so when he walked in. Oh, I've never lived that down. He never lived that down, but he was right and I was wrong. And, of course, there was a risk associated with it. And uh, it cost us eight hours on the side of the road till we got a truck there to change the tire. I had a spare. But it also cost me hours coming home from El Paso. That's 500 miles, and I think I was doing 55, 60 the whole way yeah. as opposed to 70, 75 that I could have been because I was too scared of the rest of the three yeah. tires that were on there. So the idea is is that everyone should have a policy, and they should pick it themselves, the window's wide open. But there is a problem with tires, um, and I, I, I'm a little uncomfortable about telling someone that they have to buy tires because I don't want to be perceived as I'm telling you to buy tires because I want to sell you tires. So we're going to tell people, we're not even going to give you a tire bid. We sell tires, but we're just going to tell you, your tires are eight years old, and the first week of July in two years, your tires are 10 years old. You have to, between now and then, get rid of them. So I don't care how good they are. Grandma Moses, now Grandma Moses drives, hypothetically guys, yeah. g- drives to the liquor store and to the Social Security office and maybe to her hairdresser. She never has a five-mile radius. She has tires 12 years old. That's the hard one. That's the hard one. Yeah. She's never on the freeway. She never leaves a three, four, five-mile radius of her house, and all she does is 35 miles an hour. That's the tough one that's going to be. But you know what? If Grandma Moses has done business with me all my life, then I might well just put some cheap tires on there and get around yeah. those old ones and just be done with it. Yeah, that'd be better. So, all right, who is it, Jeremy? David. David. Hey, David, good morning to you. How can we help you? Hey, good morning. I, I got a, a three, uh, F-350 67. Okay. My uh, regen light comes on, or not regen, it's uh, exhaust filter light comes on when I first start up. Okay. Alan? Uh, here, let me give you some headphones. Would you give him your headphones? Alan, his light comes on when he first starts it up. Um, isn't that about a $2,200 job? <laughs> <laughs> so you, you said what, what, 2013, what, yeah. What year is this thing? 2013. 2013, and how many miles? Uh, I think I'm at 37,000 or something. Okay. Um, and does it come on and stay on? Not yet, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if it starts. Okay. If if you 
do you, do you notice anything wrong other than I, I don't I'm not uh, well a lot of smoke it's always just it's been a smoker ever since I got it Okay. The first thing I would do if you brought it to my shop is the very first thing I would do is I would update the PCM to the very newest calibrations. Um, reason for that is is that all the major manufacturers, when working with DPFs, it took a lot of years to learn how to do this. Diesel particulate filters, DPF. Yeah. DPF. It, it took a lot of years to perfect this science on how to do it. You know, with uh, with uh, fuel mileage and adding the fuel and when to do it and how to do it and for how long to do it. I would update your PCM. Be the first thing I, I would do and go from there. And that costs about. Uh, 125 to 165 bucks. And here's what happens: we have to pay for a fee for the software in the cloud. We also have some sophisticated computers. We're going to plug your car into the computer, and then we're going to attach it to the cloud. And the car's going to say, "Hey, here's where I'm at." The cloud says, "Oh, we've got a new program for you," and that's fine. So in reality, we're going to spend about 85, 90 dollars for the privilege of doing it, and the rest of it is labor, which is uh, 30 bucks worth of labor. Yeah. It's really a good deal for you, and it's a bad deal for us, but. I'm Unfortunately, that's what the market has. In your particular case, I would wonder, could it be a bulb check? Could you turn the key on, yeah, the light comes on, and within the count of three, the light goes out. That means that's a bulb check. But the smoke bothers me right. because the smoke indicates there's probably a problem. Right. Now, have you owned the truck since it was new, David? Nope. Okay. It's a, okay. It's entirely possible somebody has already hound dogged that truck. So somebody could have cut lines, somebody could have pumped, filled the exhaust full of dynamite, they could have taken the sensors and, and put them to the same. There's a lot of things that could have happened to the truck to eliminate the DPF, right? Um, yes, certainly. But, but typically, if there's a problem with the DPF, it's going to leave you stranded. I mean, it's as simple as that. You're going to run out of power. And I wait too, way too many miles for that to happen, and that would just irritate the heck out of me. Right, okay. right. Yeah, I would, uh, like I said, I would I would, I would, would get it in. I would check to see if there's any codes, first of all, and then I would update the PCM, put you back in the truck, and tell me, is it better, worse, or the same? Okay, let me ask you a question. Can you force a regen on his? Yes. Okay, yeah. and can he force a regen no, on his? No, he cannot. Okay, how much to force a regen? Uh, uh, you know, 85 to 125, somewhere in that neighborhood. Okay. So with the appropriate... We would probably include that in the PCM update. Okay. Run a manual regen. Okay. On a manual regen, we can actually command with the appropriate computers. We can command the computer to go in and do a regen. And this is the deal. This The, 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 the particulate filter is a big screen within the exhaust. It captures carbon. The carbon builds up and plugs your exhaust system and you run out of power. So what we're going to do is Ford's better idea is to flood the engine with fuel. Let's just put so much fuel into the engine that it can't consume it all. Therefore, the fuel is going to end up in the particulate filter. It's going to saturate these carbons, and it's going to catch on fire. And so we're going to use the diesel fuel to light the catalytic converter in the dark diesel particulate filter. We're going to burn all that carbon. We're going to clean up that, that screen. And when we're done with this huge campfire in your exhaust system, not you. No. Oh, it, it, in, this, in your exhaust system, then your screen's going to be clean and perfect. So that's what it's all about. So if we can force a regen, that would be a thing to do, and recheck to make sure that you have the most up-to-date programming. Right. That would be the two things you do to, and I don't, I'm not really concerned about the light, because no, it's not no, on all right, the time. Right. I think the smoke is more important. So the smoke is certainly an opacity problem, and that's, that's indication that it's running rich or that the particulate filter is really dirty or something. 
All right. Thank you very much, Kurt Rock. Thank you very much, Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Mark. I want to tell you something. Even though you don't have no gray hair, you answered that question great. <laughs> I want to tell you, when you came up to default, and you don't have a microphone right now, when you came up and said it defaults, and when you unplug it, and it, I love that because that is so cool that you hit that. But anyway, congratulations. I know you're a master tech. He learned that from me, Mark. And Kurt's Automotive <laughs> has a really good uh, guy named Eric. And <laughs> He's married to the boss's daughter, but he's a really good technician. <laughs> and for the rest of you, please wear your seatbelts. Please drive carefully. And if anybody does something nice, stick your arm out the window and say thank you. And I'll see you here next week at 10. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.